0: Welcome to the Aging Gracefully Podcast. I'm Mary Thompson. And I'm Janae Anderson. Join us as we explore
1: the myths, beliefs, and realities of aging to empower each of us to thrive on all levels, every moment of our lives. Well, Mary, I took my car in to get a tire rotation the other day, and my car is a Chevy Bolt. Okay. Okay. Okay, so my friend meets me there and she's going to take me out, right? Because I don't have a car. And she asks me what I have named my car because it's a relatively new car. And I tell her it's named Usain. She says, Usain, what is, what is that about? And I said, well, Usain is the world's fastest runner. I said, they call him the Bolt, Usain Bolt. And that's why I've named my car Usain. And so we, we you know, we had that little conversation and then we were walk, walking up toward her car and I said, and what's your, cause she had a new car too. I said, what's your car's name? And she said, Bo. She said, no wait, not Bo, that was my old car. This is Pearl. And I said, great. And she said, and what's your car's name? Oh. Yeah. And I've had several flags about her in the past. Mm-hmm. And this one just kind of struck fear into my heart.
0: Yeah, it's hard when someone comes at you with that same question they just asked and you just answered it makes you wonder.
1: It definitely makes me wonder.
0: And so what do you do with that? Like if if we So for me I go to like my mom had dementia. And she always was forgetful. She never got anybody's names right. She was always misplacing things. Pre-dementia? Oh yeah, all our lives. So one of my brothers said, you know, if she has dementia, she's always had dementia. But then there were worsening of all these things. I think, I think there's um, a lack of cognitive ability that you have when you're distracted, when you're overwrought, when your mind's in a thousand places at once. So reflecting back on the story you're telling, I know I've been in places where I've repeated a question. And then as soon as I go, oh, I just said that. You know, it's like because I wasn't really paying attention the first time I asked the question. I was right. busy in my own little world. But I think in the case of the woman you're describing, maybe she didn't even remember she that didn't. she had asked the question. She didn't,
1: and that was that's what was scary, and and that's what kind of spurred this episode. Which is, by the way, do you have dementia? It's like, how do you know if your loved ones, or let's face it, even yourself, mm-hmm. um if if actual dementia is developing. And if it is something that you strongly suspect, what do you do? How do you
0: approach it with that person? Right. I think it's a whole different thing when it's our parents and we see the changes in their physical ability, their cognitive ability. We kind of go, oh yes, it's the passing of time. And we, we see these things, we accept them. But what do we do when it's our peers, our siblings? Our husbands, our wives. Right. So what do we do? Do you have any any
1: ideas? I do because I started looking into it. And the first thing is um, we should really know the signs of oh.
0: early dementia. Right. You know what scared me about early dementia was someone said that someone had symptoms of early dementia and They now say, if you're over 65, it's no longer early dementia. It's just dementia. Oh, that's so sad. 65 is coming up way too soon. (laughs) Yeah,
1: because, you know, when someone's in their 80s, you go, well, that's about right. Right. But, I mean, this is too young. Mm -hmm. Yes. I I refuse to accept that. Yes.
0: (laughs) I have a friend who is a dementia researcher, and he had heard that my mom had, had Alzheimer's. So he said, oh, I was so sorry to hear about your mom's, mom's dementia. He was very, very sympathetic. And I said, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. It's really, you know, it has a lot of challenges to it. And he said, how old was she when she received her diagnosis? And I said, 84. And he goes, well, (laughs) (laughs) she had a good life. Right. So I think there is, like you said, there's an acceptance when we hit those older years, there's an acceptance of that our bodies and our minds are going to shift and maybe we won't have all the abilities Medical science now can keep us alive a lot longer, and so maybe our bodies are outliving our brains in some cases. Maybe. Yeah. But what if it's happening at that early onset? So what are some of the symptoms that we have of dementia?
1: Well, one of the um, most popular ones that probably we all know about is the short-term memory loss, like I I saw in my friend. Right. 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 And that doesn't mean that if you forgot your car keys, uh, you forgot where you put your car keys, that you have dementia, right? I mean, we all are doing some of that more Mm -hmm. as we get older. But when it's quite
0: frequent, it's something to look at. Well, I think, too, it's not so much you misplacing your car keys, but when you find them in the soap dish or you find the freezer or the freezer. And then there's a question of what was where was I? What was I thinking? Um, I remember along those lines a reading that the person who has who does have dementia, say they misplaced their car keys, or they've misplaced your car keys, and you come in and say, "I left my keys right here on the counter." They're likely to say, "I never saw your keys because what they saw was something that belonged in the soap dish or something that belonged in the freezer." Even though, to a person without dementia, they would have clearly seen these were keys. The person with dementia is in a different actual reality and so oh this bar of soap sitting on the end of the counter that's ridiculous i'm gonna go put it in the soap dish Oh, how interesting yeah so it's kind of a a whole wacky way of thinking right wow yep
1: okay and um being vague in everyday conversations so losing that sharpness that specificity
0: Mm -hmm. you did a very good job with specificity thank you No this here. No <laughs> this here. So we're really, we're really going to be pointing out all those ways in which we're not showing signs of dementia. <laughs> I think as soon as you start talking about, it, there's like this defense mechanism that goes up and says, "I know right where my car keys are."
1: <laughs> Actually, I'm quite confident that at the moment I am not showing any signs mm-hmm. of dementia.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Good. It may, it may happen in some future time, and if it does, you'd better point it out to me. <laughs>
0: I will if I remember <laughs> this conversation. So what else you got? So we got memory loss and vagueness.
1: Yeah, there, so there's short-term memory loss, and then there's memory loss that affects day-to-day function, like mm-hmm. like you said, putting the, the car keys in the soap mm-hmm. container. I remember um, my
0: mom trying to write a check.
1: Yes, she could, there we go. That's she couldn't remember, one.
0: could not remember how to do it.
1: Difficulty performing everyday tasks and taking longer to do routine tasks. Mm-hmm. That was
0: a really keen indicator that yes. um, she, we went to write a check and you could just see this look of almost terror in her face with, I don't remember what this is or what I'm supposed to do here. And, wow. Um, yeah. So those are the shifts. But see, I think as we see them, at like, a, again, she was like in her late 80s. So we see those shifts and we say, oh, here, let me help you with that. Yeah.
1: We just well, go, okay, a little senility. Right. That's natural.
0: And you see somebody who's your age, who's struggling at the grocery store, then it begins to be there, but for the grace of God. You know, go out. It on. does.
1: Um, so here's one, losing enthusiasm or interest in regular activities. So hmm. kind of an apathetic attitude um, an unwillingness to go out anymore, get together with friends anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's interesting with COVID because, I mean, I think a lot of people are feeling apathetic and unenthusiastic and, and, right. and, of course,
0: hanging out more at home. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if you're so, it's hard to track. You can't really stay part of the conversation. You feel self-conscious because you've lost little bits of the conversation. Then there would be less of a motivation to be with people because then it makes you question your own sanity and the state of your mind. One of the hallmarks of Alzheimer's I know is a bit of amnesia that you don't know that you don't know. You don't know that you just, like your friend, didn't know that she had just asked the question. And so would probably, if she had remembered that, there's a sense of, oh, my gosh, what's going on? And so yeah. it's, it's almost like a, a little Alzheimer's blessing in there to forget that you are forgetting.
1: Yes, that is a blessing. And and yet I remember my father telling me that he thought he was slipping and getting worse. Mm-hmm. So awareness does yeah. pop in. Mm-hmm. I think in early stages, certainly. You know, I remember um, <laughs> my dad was a staunch, just a staunch non-believer in any kind of religion Uh, it was kind of his religion Mm -hmm. and um, one day when we were visiting him I we bought him a pin to wear and he already had dementia but it was it was fairly early on and the pin said that's okay God doesn't believe in me either And we just thought it was hilarious you know so we give it to him and he looks at it and his wife and my husband and i just crack up we're laughing and laughing and i can see that he can't quite get it he doesn't quite understand and yet he's smiling and trying to pretend he's just pretending right so it's it's being aware enough to know when our friends our loved ones are bluffing
0: Mm -hmm. right to be able to recognize that
1: Um, Changes in personality or behavior, Mm -hmm. finding it difficult to follow instructions, Mm -hmm. finding it difficult to follow stories, just as you were saying, in social situations, and increased emotional unpredictability.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Another one I always think about is that being confused about time and place, like where am I? I I remember, again, I think we're going to draw a lot from our parents and their experience of dementia before we talk about you know, what do we do when we might see these signs or some symptoms of this in a friend? But I remember one time she woke up from a nap and she was in her house and she recognized who I was. And she said, where am I? I said, well, you're at home. And she looks around, she goes, I live here. And I said, yes. And I I took over to a wall that had all the pictures of the family. And I said, this is the family. And she went, well, that's interesting. And who are you? You know, it was just like this whole thing. But losing that time and place, she didn't, she couldn't recognize this place. Whenever she said she wanted to go home, I would ask her, where's your home? You know, because was she talking about a childhood home? Was she talking about the home I grew up in? Was she talking about the was home she Was she ever ridden?
1: able to respond to that?
0: Not usually. Because it was just this, the home was not really a house. It was a place in her memory.
1: Place of comfort, a
0: right. place of ease. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. Wow. Um,
0: so, what do you think? Now, certainly, like we're saying, if you see this in an older person, you say, okay, well, it's time to get that checked out. But what might you say? I don't know if you would say anything to your friend if it's so just. So,
1: I haven't. And it's okay. been at least a year that I've been noticing little, little things. Um, but I did do some research on how to do this, you know, how, how do you approach it? Mm -hmm. Um, so one thing, um, that they recommend is that we need to remember that there are other conditions that can mimic early onset dementia, Mm -hmm. for instance, stress to make us forgetful and unpredictable in our moods and that sort of thing right apathetic mental health conditions Mm -hmm. stroke certain medicines and we we've had talks before about how i've had Mm -hmm. long bouts with insomnia and when i'm taking sleep meditations which thank god i'm not right now but when i when i have been on them for fairly long periods of time i notice the memory loss i mm-hmm. notice the inability
0: to um track the mm-hmm. conversations right even and what you're talking about there with medications what about lack of sleep I find that when I'm, when I'm sleep-deprived at all, it's, it's oh, the memory is shot. Right. Yeah, you can
1: see that in new parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they're just and trying no one, so hard to survive, they it, can barely make a conversation.
0: Right. But when you were a new parent, you know, 20 years ago, 17 years ago, and someone, you, you had struggles with remembering something. You probably didn't automatically go to, oh, that's it, I've got dementia. No, I did yeah. not. You're more than happy then to look for external causes. I think the older we get, maybe the quicker we go to, that's it, the brain's gone. Instead of thinking, you know, check my medications. Am I getting enough sleep? Am I eating the right foods? Am I under stress? Right, am I under stress? Am I ever not under stress? Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and what are these long-term effects of stress doing to me?
0: hmm Uh, nutritional
1: disorders.
0: I heard vitamin B deficiency. I don't know that specifically. I thought it was B12. That
1: is so interesting because my friend is an avid vegan.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: So it could just be she needs a little bit more B12 in her diet because there's not a lot of sources in a vegan diet.
1: Sneak it in.
0: Hmm. Turn
1: around, would you? Hmm. Right. Give her a shot right (laughs) in her butt cheek.
0: (laughs) I mean, but you could... Well, so we'll get to that. We'll get to the, how you bring these bring this stuff up. Hormone disruption. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Which makes sense. Hormones are so powerful.
0: Right. Ugh. Right. And so I wonder. I would probably fall into this category that I'd be so afraid of getting the diagnosis of dementia because I saw my mother with it, and her mother had it long before I was born, and that. I would probably be so afraid of getting the diagnosis, I might delay going and checking out. And what if it was just that I needed more B12 or I needed some kind of hormonal imbalance that could be corrected pretty easily?
1: Yeah. What if? Yeah. And same with our loved ones
0: and Mm -hmm. our friends.
1: Um, The hormone disorder is interesting to me um, because I used to always kind of discount the influence of hormones on us <laughs> and then I got pregnant yes and uh, when I was six months pregnant we went on a baby moon we went to Hawaii and um, we were house-sitting for some friends who lived there um, but before we went a dear friend of ours called up and said hey how would you feel about me coming and sharing the house with you guys while you're there and uh, Roderick and I talked it over and we said yeah come on it'll be fun to have you but when we got there the my hormones kicked in, my pregnancy hormones, and I was so jealous of her. I mean, she's this wonderful, uh, amazing person, and I was convinced she was trying to steal my husband. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the mm-hmm. I. I saw it the way I thought it was, you know, and I mean, construed this whole reality that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And after I had Kaya and the hormonal thing subsided, I was like, what the heck? Yeah. What was I thinking? Mm-hmm. And I told her and she, she was just aghast. She was like, but I would never. And I said, I know you would never. So we cannot discount hormonal mm-hmm. influences.
0: Right. Well, I remember reading this, so I'm not going to, I don't have any studies to cite it, but they said one of the problems with a lot of medications is they haven't been tested on women because Uh of the impact of hormones. They didn't know what would be a hormonal effect and what would be the medication effect. So they simply didn't test them on women, but they still prescribe them to women.
1: Oh, that's lovely.
0: Is that terrible? It's just like, wah! But there's, you know, they acknowledge that we go through these fluctuations. I teach a class on like... Perimenopause and why we go through all these shifts and changes and and I said here's what a woman's menstrual cycle You know what the hormones look like? And so it's like the first half of the month the estrogen is high then it drops the second half of the month The progesterone is high and then it drops And the beginning of the month the estrogen just keeps going cyclical all these changes I said and this is what happens in a man's body You know the testosterone increases at puberty till it reaches a peak at about 25 (laughs) And then it drops gradually down, all the way down. So there's no shifts that occur during the month. You know, there's no this rise in testosterone, this drop in testosterone. There's certainly maybe little fluctuations, but nothing to match what's going on in the woman's body. And our bodies just handle it. They just yeah. deal with it. And so...
1: What about the when we're post-menopause?
0: Now, see, then we're not dealing so much with estrogen progesterone that might be driving. I don't know which hormonal imbalances might mimic dementia, but... Postmenopause women have a much harder time with thyroid hormone. Often, if you're under stress, the adrenals are going to be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and Ayurveda comes in with a lot of things about if there is some blockage happening in the body, uh, so any kind of toxicity that the liver may have difficulty doing its job and processing out what it's supposed to process out. So we always look at it. if you have a hormonal imbalance, it's probably something that's not getting through is being stored inappropriately. Wow, so you can see
1: how that can mimic dementia symptoms. Wow. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Alcohol misuse and brain tumors. Alcohol misuse, brain tumors, certainly brain tumors, getting the pressure in there. And I'd imagine long-term alcohol use is going to cause a lot of problems with the mind. And I would
1: say recreational drug use as well, of Mm -hmm. course. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there we have it. Oh, my gosh. But what the good news is that I get from that is there's a lot of things that could cause me to have these signs or symptoms of dementia that aren't dementia. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And what I like about that is having a fear kind of I'm trying not to project that fear into my future. Yeah. Uh, So most of my brothers and I have talked about this, that, you know, what can we do to offset this? And there are things that they talk about, you know, keeping social activities going which is hard in the time of COVID, but um, doing things that challenge the mind, learning something new, uh, going through, I, I remember I used to be in Toastmasters, and I would say the, the act of doing a speech, doing the research to write a speech, doing the memorization to give a speech, being in a club setting where you're socializing with the others, it really met all of the help prevent Alzheimer's boxes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> ticked all those boxes. So,
1: so do your crossword puzzles and your Sudoku. And yeah. Then-
0: Anything you can to keep the brain active and engaged, mm-hmm. you know, because they said because if we're watching something like watching a movie, even if it's a complicated mystery movie that we don't know what's coming next, we're still passive. The brain's just receiving information; it's not having to process anything. But when you're struggling with that seven-letter word <laughs> for for whatever, then you've got the brain has to go access different parts of it.
1: Yeah, which is wonderful. Okay, mm-hmm. so we know what the early signs are. We know what could be mimicking those signs, but how do we approach our loved one or our friend um, just to talk about the whole thing?
0: Do you have some ideas for that? I think one of the things I, I, what I've come up with is what drives me nuts. And I was told that I say what drives me nuts a lot, so I apologize for that. <laughs> but uh, when I do something, say I misplace my car keys. And my husband will say, oh, I'm getting worried about you. Or he'll he'll project, you know, is this an early sign of dementia? And I called him out on it because I said, you know, I have this fear. It's all I've done is misplace the car keys. I haven't forgotten what type of car I drive or where I live or where I'm going. You know, so I'm, I'm pretty good that I, I'm pretty clear that I don't have the signs of dementia yet. But I don't like it when somebody diagnoses me or projects that that uh disease onto me if he was to say boy you seem distracted then maybe i wouldn't be so good point put out
1: yes um well some of my research says that it's important to choose a time when neither of you is tired right both of you are in a good place Mm -hmm. um, a quiet place with no distractions um Know what you're going to say beforehand and avoid using the word dementia. <laughs> yes, see, see. <laughs> yeah, instead, it's you It's a know, trigger word. <laughs> I like the word wonder. Like, um, I wonder if you have noticed any changes lately in your memory or in your mood. Because I have seen this and this, just very gentle, even non-specific examples And Mm -hmm. I wonder if you've noticed anything. Just like a real gentle way to start the conversation.
0: Mm -hmm. I always love the I wonder. Mm -hmm. I wonder. Because even if you trigger something in them right then, you've planted a seed of wonder. Yeah. So the next time when they, you know, have misplaced something or they're struggling with it, they go, oh, I wonder, this might be back with what what you were talking about.
1: Yes. Um, And then... Be prepared for any sort of reaction, right? They may be relieved and say, oh, my God, actually, this is one of my secret fears. They may be defensive. What the hell are you talking about? How dare you?
0: Oh, that's totally me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) Um, So be prepared. It could go either way. And so what are you going to do if they get really defensive?
0: What would you do? So... I'm trying to place myself in the situation and I tend to think if I've kept my judgment out of it, if I've simply reflected back, this has happened. And you know, there may be many other things going on. It could be driven by stress. It could be not getting enough sleep. I read something about vitamin B12, you know, whatever it is. I think if we come from a space of just being present with them and connecting and, and saying it, they'd be less likely to go to defensive. But I think if they do go to defensive, I think then we just, what I have found works best for me is simply to be an observation. You know, it's, whoa, this seems like it's really touched a a soft spot in you and I didn't mean to do that. So if you would like me to back off on this, I'm happy to do so because it's not my job to make them face facts. Maybe, you know, for my husband it might be, but um, with a friend it's, I've planted a seed that's it, isn't it? You and, plant the seed. Yeah, and say, you know, I didn't mean to do that. If you ever want to talk about this, or if you ever want to bring it up, we'll do it. But I wonder then if it opens the door uh, in some way, so that the next time when she's repeated a question, she may be more aware of it. Yeah, or more. Or conscious. the next
1: time, mm-hmm. or, or the first time her grown kid brings it up to her, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I would think if. If, if I'm, I'm, I'm putting my friend in this scenario, if she got really defensive, I would say, you know, pretty much what you said. And then I might add on, it might not be what you think, you know, it might be vitamin B, you know, deficit or whatever. Right. It yeah. could be
0: any number of things. Yeah.
1: And it would just be, I feel it would be good to get it checked out. Mm-hmm. And I'd be happy to make an appointment for you and drive you to the doctor.
0: Mm-hmm. or to you know or be there, be there how, with you. be there with you how do you do it in a way that doesn't um take away their agency you know that that says you know i recognize that you're a fully functioning human being even in the face of early signs of dementia you know that you still have control over your life and so doing it in such a way that empowers them yeah to get this checked out yeah, and to talk to someone.
1: Offering to drive is not the best idea at this point.
0: Well, I don't know, but it could be. I mean, it could be because if I'm really anxious about something it'd be nice to have somebody there, but I might feel like, "Oh no, they're already put me in the memory care yeah, facility." Yeah, like let them be as
1: independent as mm-hmm. is possible. Mhm.
0: Um,
1: okay, so that's if they're
0: defensive. What if they're relieved? Oh, that's even worse. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> so if they're relieved, it's um, say, so I think then you open the door to, what would you like to do about it? You know, cause how can now, I help you, how can I help you? You know, I could still come out come at them with, you know, would you like some help finding a doctor to talk to and figure out, get to the bottom of this? Yeah. Cause I think we're too quick to jump to a dementia diagnosis when we live in a world that is stressed. When we live in a world that's got all kinds of nutritional deficiencies uh, we're not getting enough sleep. So much information coming at us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we do have an aging body. So they say even problems with hearing or vision might be taken as dementia when the person didn't hear the answer the first time or they didn't see what was going on right in front of them. They didn't see that the keys were right there. You know, it's, it could be something that's, that's really simple to fix, but because we're so afraid of the big A yes. that we, um, we don't t- want to get these things checked out.
1: Absolutely. I think that's a very good point.
0: But what if I thought I was having those challenges? I saw this again with my mom where she began to realize she said, I have a problem. And I was in denial. Wow. You know, so I said, You know, I just don't, I think it's just the way you are. You've always been like this. And she could, and she kind of just looked at me in silence for a minute and said, I have a problem. And it was trying to get through my own denial. So, it was maybe being present, listening to people. So if someone's saying, ooh, have you noticed that I do this? Or anything, you know, just kind of reflecting back what it is, what's your reality of them. And it's hard as a, as if it is you dealing with a parent or a friend. It's hard because we don't want to, to see that shift. We don't. Because we're afraid of what we're going to lose.
1: Yes. And it makes it a lot more real to mm-hmm. talk about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just Mr. Rogers comes to mind right now because he would say what's mentionable is manageable. So mm. talk
0: about it. I like that. Mr. Rogers had so many good lines. Awesome guy. Yeah. <laughs> One of my heroes. Mm-hmm. Well who was the who was the singer? Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell got dementia and when he came out with it, he said, I'm still gonna be me. Even if I can't remember who this person was, it'll still be me. You know, and I thought that's the thing is we're we're so afraid of losing. Ourselves, We are.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I mean, to be very honest, if I saw those signs in myself, um, I, I remember hearing an interview um, about one woman who was diagnosed with dementia and made the plan that when she stopped recognizing her loved ones, she was going to end her life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good plan. I, I would, I would do that one as well. So I feel mm-hmm. good that I have a plan for myself.
0: Mm-hmm. See, one thing I got with my mom was the quality of life issue. So what I noticed when she had dementia and she didn't always recognize us, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing that had happened to her, because throughout the course of my life, she was always unhappy. She was depressed and she was angry. just kind of mean, and. All the reasons for her to be depressed and angry disappeared with the dementia. She was happy. She would spend time looking at clouds. My brother tells a story of her peeling apples to make an apple pie. And she held the apple in one hand and the peeler in the other. And she looked at the apple and said, now, no complaining. You knew this was your lot in life. When you were a little flower on a tree, you knew that you would be in my pie. So just get over it. (laughs) So she 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 was playful. And so I think there's there's a point at which, like, she couldn't recognize family. But for me, she still had really great quality of life that she, she enjoyed going to the beach. And she had caregivers that would take her and she could put her toes in the, in the water. And she was like a little girl, you know, wow. oh, it's cold, and running away from the water. So I think I want to have, I, I like that. I like that quality of life part. So I want to watch for that when, my, when I have no quality of life. What if
1: what if you're not cognizant enough to make the choice at that point?
0: Oh, that's a whole different webinar, we're, we're a whole different podcast yeah. where we talk about euthanasia. they posted. <laughs> <laughs> Aging gracefully goes dark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think, there, I think it's good. I'm going to say this. I think it's good to have a plan in place, whether that is a type of facility you'd like to be in that would do good quality of care, that you would have... Um, some quality of life throughout the course of your life. Or if you were looking at being able to have control over when we could make that decision to end the life, I always think it's a shame that we give more um, concern to our animals when the quality of their life goes. We see it as a blessing that we're able to let them go in a very peaceful way and hold them while they are while they get the shot and everything. We don't do that with people. So like I say, it's a whole other podcast yeah, problem. But, but
1: the point is, have a plan for yourself.
0: Right. Think about, it. and think about it while you've got cognitive ability so you could so you can let your loved ones know get that advanced directive going.
1: Yeah, and if you want the long-term care, probably time to <laughs> yes. Dave Ramsey says when you turn sixty, it's time to start uh, doing the long-term care insurance.
0: Oh, that was the best thing ever with my mom because it managed she managed to live um, without depleting all of her resources and that was it was good. That's amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a real gift to your kids.
0: Yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. So anything else we want to say? I think uh, something that uh, Janae mentioned earlier I want to bring up is maybe talking to a trusted friend and asking them, you know, if you see these signs, you know, I, I kind of deputize you <laughs> to be the one who can sit down with me and and let me know. Because you we don't want just anyone pulling us aside and saying it, and it might be, but have it be somebody whose voice is one that's comforting to you and that you know can come at you without judgments and without um, bossiness.
1: Yeah, someone you can trust, someone you know wouldn't have a hidden agenda about it. Right.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Where's Yeah, your, I like you, that. You don't seem to be working very well. Where's your checkbook? <laughs> Let me get a hold of that.
1: Exactly. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, this is another thing. I, I just think of this one because and if you do have care, come <laughs> hide your valuables my mom lost all her jewelry with caregivers and we were you know we were so naive that we all just looked at each other and went how come we didn't think about this Mm. (laughs) it's like oh well
1: so the probably the last thing that i'd like to bring up that i found in my research is the importance of looking after ourselves like if Mm -hmm. we're worried about a loved one Um, having dementia, we must look after ourselves too. We must realize that we could be wrong, right? Because we've Mm -hmm. talked about all those other things that could be happening. And um, it's going to be stressful, of course, because we care about somebody. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we have to look after ourselves and our own well-being so that if if they are going to need us, we can be the type of friend or support that they'll need. Mm Mm-hmm. So the importance of self-care.
0: Self-care. It
1: always comes back around to self-care. I know. So, you know, I, I'm really going to have to think about having this tough conversation with my friend. Yeah. And
0: it's good to think about it, plan it out. Yeah. And just do it with, like we've talked before about having an open heart. Just do it with that open heart. Yeah. And, and whatever reaction. Love. Yeah. That You just want to do whatever's the best for them. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this, our little glimpse into future times. How do we close this? I'm How sorry.
1: Would... What are we talking
0: about? <laughs> <laughs> it's this okay. is May well, Anderson. And Barry Thompson signing off.